Hello and welcome to this episode of Critics on a Bus, the podcast where two best friends review the latest films and talk film theory. Okay, welcome to another episode of Critics on a Bus. How are you doing, Cameron? I'm doing well, thank you. How are you? I'm doing wonderfully. I'm doing wonderfully. So today we are looking at my top 10 films of the year. So last episode we looked at yours. I failed miserably at trying to guess them. However, I do feel consoled a little bit because I would be very surprised if you got two or more of... uh, (laughs) <laughs> of my <laughs> of my films in place so uh so um yeah I, yeah I, I i see this as as attempting to prove how little we know each other as best friends more than <laughs> how much of a best friend we are it's you know ranking films is so unpredictable though because we, we we've discussed at least on my list lots of these films but but really getting a sense of how one subjectively feels about them and how one would compare between them is a very difficult task so i yeah i'm interested interested uh to see to see if you're able to guess i i I, i'm confident that you'll get everything like a lot of them on the list but whether you get the order i i'd be very very surprised if you get anything in order so uh so yeah um shall we start off with some honorable and dishonorable mentions yeah yeah <laughs> yeah i can yeah. already feel what the dishonorable one is so yeah, let's, yeah. let's get that out let's get out the way uh, you know what that. i actually i actually have two dishonorable mentions oh. uh and i just i need to get two things off my chest one of which i've i've already significantly significantly gotten one off my chest and that is star wars um I've just it just disappointed me on so many levels and we've discussed this at length in our Star Wars podcast please go and check it out um but it just disappointed me on so many levels so much so that I feel like it believes uh it deserves sorry a dishonorable uh mention I know that you disagree and I, I know that it made it to your list and it was seventh was it seventh? on your list yeah seventh, seventh. my other dishonorable mention is Toy Story 4 I'm sorry it just and my family took me to see it, and I very much appreciated that they took me to see it. And I think it was for my birthday as well, actually. Uh, that looks bad. Um, <laughs> but anyway, if you're listening, mum and dad, I, it wasn't awful, okay? It, was, it wasn't, like, the worst <laughs> film <laughs> ever. But it just... Toy Story was just a perfect trilogy, in my opinion. I know you strongly disagree with that, but I felt Toy Story was just... The arc of the three films absolutely great, and I feel like it just it just was an unnecessary add-on, and it disappointed me. And now it's always going to be a disjointed set of films, and I don't think they're going to do a five. So, yeah. Let's hope not. Let's hope. Let's hope not. Okay, honourable mentions. I hope that these two aren't on your list, but they might be. They might be. So the first honourable mention is Captain Marvel. I, you know, it was okay. You know, it was. Yeah. It was pretty enjoyable. We've already discussed this. It was pretty enjoyable, but it wasn't It wasn't enough to make it to my top 10. The other honourable mention, and I think you might have this on my top 10, I don't know, maybe not, is Aladdin. No, I didn't have that. Ah, okay, fair enough. No, yeah, so it just gets an honourable mention for me. I thought it was an enjoyable film. I thought, you know... Oh, another dishonourable mention, though, as oh. well, after that. But anyway, Aladdin was good, you know? Aladdin was uh, good fun. That cannot be said of The Lion King. Did you ever end up watching The Lion King? I did, yeah. What did you think? It was just it just didn't hit the original. 
Nah, it's just, it just a gimmick. It just, couldn't, it just couldn't compare. What Disney should do is they should just release a set of clips of this is what it would look like if animated to, like, <laughs> made look real. Because that's all it is. It's just a gimmick. And unless you're going to significantly make the story better, it's always going to be inferior to the, the original cartoon. So I just... <laughs> and I think, I think for Lion King, they had, like, a lot of the original cast, such as Timon and Pumbaa mm. and stuff, and... Um, what the whatever the bird's name is they're still alive why yeah. why not get the, the original I, and i and i get for some of the cast they wanted to be more representative of africa and that's completely fine but like there's some really iconic roles like jeremy irons like yeah i mean you don't was, that you voice don't was the that. perfect scar it and, was um be prepared was just was ruined <laughs> yeah that's so true but then also they did get in james Earl jones so yeah it just doesn't make sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so cool. But now that I've gotten that out of my system, just you know, just to get that, <laughs> get that out, we move on to my top ten. And luckily, we'll get the unknown one out the way because my number ten is one that I feel like you just would never guess. But anyway, do you have a guess for number ten? Uh, the only thing I can possibly think of, I don't know if you, I, don't, I, actually, I actually don't know if you watched it, was Marriage Story. <sighs> Um, no, I, that does make the list considerably oh, higher up, so that's probably it. kind of ruined. <laughs> uh, but well done for getting that on the list, I'm, I'm impressed, I'm impressed. Uh, no, so, um, I, surpri- I surprised myself with this one, but my number 10 was The King. Oh, with the Timothy, I don't know how to pronounce his last name, Shamala. Yep, Robert Pattinson's in it. It was, I, 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 I don't know if I, it would be on my list if I had watched it on another day. It's a really slow <laughs> kind of like meditative kind of, you know, film. But you know when you're just really in the mood for that? Yeah. I don't know what it was. It was a Saturday evening. It's a long film as well. And I just sat down. It was me and Hannah and we just watched it. But I was really in the mood for just like a, a reflective kind of, you know, that type of film. And I feel like it just kept a really consistent tone throughout and it was a really interesting historical take is it about about henry the first henry the third uh no henry um oh crumbs here's the the historian here no uh fifth i think i'm just naming all the henry's now yeah i think it's fifth it's uh the the battle of agincourt so um yeah 14 yeah henry fifth and agincourt yeah. yeah yeah okay yeah, yeah. so um the song. <laughs> oh yes <laughs> we should do an episode where you do that um <laughs> and, <laughs> but yeah no so um so it was a good film very good performance by timothy i don't know how to pronounce his last name what is it chamelet i don't know um french something uh but yeah very good film uh okay moving swiftly on number nine do you have a guess uh the irishman bang on oh, yes i think you're gonna get two that's one more than me <laughs> why didn't you put it a tenth or something okay yes no okay so my number nine is the irishman. uh you're gonna beat me this is gonna be so embarrassing <laughs> um okay yes the irishman i don't believe that you've seen it have you no i no okay let me just have a mini rant on this one the irishman is a good film People are talking about it, though, like it's the next revolution in 
character-driven filmmaking and that it is completely unique in today's, you know, theme park world and all that. It's not. All it is is just a good film. That's basically what it is. It's 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 got good humor. Uh, it's a typical Martin Scorsese film. It's gangster. It's you know, um, voiceover, it's how someone gets in with the mob and, you know, and there's some good tense scenes uh, and there's, a, you know, a bit of violence and, you know, and it rounds off with some message about life. It's it's basically, you know, the formula that Martin Scorsese follows for most of his gangster films. Yeah. And it would have been higher up if it wasn't such a tired film. So I don't know if you've ever seen Goodfellas. No. No, but Goodfellas is is very similar to this movie in that it's about well, so at least Goodfellas is about a young boy who gets in with the mob and and becomes a gangster and whatnot. And it's it's like a million miles an hour. He talks really quickly and stuff is always happening and it's snappy and it's snappy and it's snappy. And the Irishman is basically the same cast and almost the same not not almost the same but a similar story to Goodfellas except for with with an all the cast are now significantly older and so they talk more slowly and they act <laughs> more slowly and so subsequently if it was done at the pace of goodfellas it would be the length of goodfellas but instead it's three and a half hours because it was almost like he was trying to write goodfellas again but with slower actors <laughs> and so that does hurt the film other thing and you've probably heard about this is that they do this uh visual kind of this de-aging thing and when they're sat in a casino, it's fine. And it's actually really good. I mean, visually, you don't notice anything on the face. But as you also have probably heard, there are some scenes where the body and the face do not match up. And it's really bad. There is this one scene where Robert De Niro's character, I think he's probably meant to be like 40 something. And he goes to beat someone up and he like stamps on his hand and he kicks him. And he looks like an 80 year old man, but with the face of a four. And it doesn't look like it's hurting the guy because it's so weak. But the guy is there like screaming out in pain. And it's just, oh, it's so bad. <laughs> why, why are they de-aging them? Uh, Flashbacks because, or something. Yeah, the story t- like is over a very, very long span of time. And instead of getting other actors to come in and play them younger... Yeah. They wanted the authentic performances from them. Oh, see, I, but, don't, I don't, I don't agree with the aging. Yeah, it's it, it's fine if they, if you're just, if it's a scene where you're just sat talking in a bar. I mean, it's so, all. Yeah, it's it's also not new, so I don't know why people are acting like it's the best thing there is. Like, because it's Martin Scorsese, so. Yeah. Anyway, but no, but it was just that hurt the film. But that being said, it was all right. You know, it was pretty. In fact, it was it was it was a pretty good film. There were just it. Some people are just talking about it like it's the the greatest film of the last decade or something like that, and it's just not. It's I'm sorry, it's like a good film, but that's that's all it is. So mm. it made the list, but yeah. Anyway, okay, I'd be very surprised if you if you got number eight because it's surprisingly low down. But what do you have for number eight? Uh, knives out. Ooh, ooh, close. Oh. No, I was at number seven, just putting that out there. Dang it. I had, knives, I had knives out at number seven, like, before we started this. Ah, oh, you shouldn't have, you shouldn't have. But yeah, no, so my number seven, uh, eight, sorry, is Spider-Man. Sorry if that's a bit low for you. Are you, is that okay? Have I hurt you? I'm sorry. No, that's, no, yeah, it's fine. I had that somewhere else. Dang it. Okay. okay. <laughs> yep. 
I'm hey, okay. do you know what? You've you've got one, so you're currently doing better than me, and I'm pretty confident <laughs> that you'll get my number one. So, uh, <laughs> okay. yeah. So uh, no, Spider Man. I got the sense that you enjoyed it more than I did, but I really did enjoy Spider Man a lot. Mm-hmm. I thought that J- Jake Gyllenhaal was really good as Mysterio. I think I think that was one of the best things about the film. I felt like they captured kind of the whole like teen romance thing really well. Um, I like the fact that a significant portion of the end was set in London. Um, and yeah, it was just, it was a really good film. It was a really good film. I enjoyed it a lot. So, and ended on quite the bombshell. So, uh, it did. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it slots in at number eight. And as already mentioned, number seven, I'd be interested to know what you had in number seven. Um, um, I, I had earlier, I had two popes, but I moved that up to six. Okay. Uh, okay. Well, uh, oh, no comment. But uh, but <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, my number seven is Knives Out. Again, we've got a podcast about that. Happy, uh, you know, go and go and check that out. Um, but I just thoroughly enjoyed Knives Out, and I thought it was a very very fun time. You'll be so happy my... then. He's thinking of uh, a second Knives Out. Oh really? Yeah, I, re- I was reading an article today about they're considering a, a second film. Ryan Johnson's thinking of. I would totally go in for that. Yeah, totally go in for that. I I thoroughly enjoyed it. It did really well at the box office as well, didn't it? Yeah, it's two hundred fifty million, I think. I have a forty million budget, so it did pretty good. Yeah, that's the right return on your money, isn't it? Yeah. Okay, so this is where your guesses are completely messed up now. I'm so sorry, <laughs> but um. But yeah, my number six is Joker. And I'm guessing you had that higher up. Yeah, that was three. Oof. Oof. Um, so we've discussed this film a lot. And <clears throat> I don't even know if anyone needs to be said about it. But it, it's, a, it's just a good film. It's a really good film. And I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah. Check out our podcast for that one. <laughs> We discussed. We had a long. That was the first one that we did. Uh, mm-hmm. Had a long discussion about that one. That also just did big at the Golden Globes. Yes. Um, best drama, yeah. right? Best. No, no, it didn't. It got best score. Yes, best actor for Joaquin Phoenix. And Joaquin got yeah. So it got it got it won the Golden Globe for best original score, and um, Joaquin won um, the Globe for. Best, best actor act in a drama series, I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah, drama, yeah. Because best picture for drama go went to uh, 1917. Yes, which we I we are reviewing because I'm so excited to see this film. Yeah, yeah we will be reviewing that later. Okay, number five. Oh man, I just I know that you you haven't got this because you probably have me with this further up. Uh, but number five for me. Don't don't get me wrong. I love this film, and I know that you loved it more than I. Well, I don't know. Okay, anyway, my number five is Official Secrets. What? I'm sorry, but the films above it just really did it for me. Um, I'm sorry. Look, look, hey, hey, five. That's top five. That's top. That's top five. Top five is an achievement. Um, look, I loved Official Secrets. I thought it was brilliant. I thought that. Every actor and actress in that film nailed it. I thought it was a relevant story. I felt like it was just so well executed. We've reviewed it. You know that I loved it. 
Um, but the the four films above, I don't know. They just did something. I I really tried to think how like how much did I enjoy? How much pure enjoyment was just there when I was watching the above films? And um, and yeah. I mean, considering you how know what good, how the, good official sequences. You're saying those the, the other films. What did you have as number four? Le Mans. Oh, well, oh why are you so good? Damn it. Is that yep. it? Yeah, yeah, Le Mans is number four. Oh, okay, yeah. but I can't believe you put a person against fifth. That, like, wow. Um, that shocked me. I, I didn't take a moment. Well, <laughs> to be fair, you haven't seen the two above Le Mans, so... Uh, <laughs> so yeah. uh, I need to see... I, I need to see... Um, yeah. Oops. This week. Yeah, you do. You do. Yeah. So Le Mans at number four. I I considered. I I I was gonna put Official Secrets at number four and Le Mans at number five. Um, but I was just really trying to like, like really just kind of like focus in on. Okay, so just think about enjoyment. Like in terms of like, what did I have the best cinematic experience with, and the better I guess cinematic experience with. And there was just something about Le Mans for me. I just, I don't know. I just really enjoyed it. I thought it was so well paced, so well acted. I loved the race scenes. I thought Christian Bale just was brilliant in every scene. I thought Matt Damon was also. Mm-hmm. I just, I just bought into the whole film. I just really enjoyed it. I mean, you are right. Like they are. It, it was a fantastic film, and they did incredible work in the whole thing because it's was it third for me yeah it was third for you yeah so like it, it is it is an, an exceptional film and it's it's an incredible story and it's full of heartbreak and joy and everything so yeah. uh okay speaking of heartbreak number three i'm surprised at myself that i put it this high <laughs> but number three is is marriage story oh wow yeah it's it's a very good film. I, it's just, it's just a really good film. I'm, <laughs> I was, I was very pleasantly surprised by it. It's, it's difficult, and it, it deals with the difficult subject matter. It deals, you know, it's talking about divorce. It's, well, it's really, really kind of driven by the two main actors, that being Adam Driver and uh, Scarlett Johansson, and Johansson, 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 I guess, if you're talking about English. Um, and there are parts in it that are sung. It's not like a proper musical, but there are singing parts in it. And mm. I didn't know that there was going to be that. And they really caught me off guard. And it was really emotional. It's like a really emotional film. I, yeah, I really felt it. So, yeah, it comes in at number three. I didn't know what you had at my number three previously. That was Joker. Aha. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. It's a difficult. I mean, I feel like I'm splitting hairs with all these films because I enjoyed all of them so much. But um, but yeah. I I I will admit um, that I'm finding it really interesting that one, two, three, four of your top ten are Netflix films. Yeah, that Which is... I think is really interesting. Yeah, that is one, two, three, four. Yeah. Yeah. Our mm-hmm. story, and I'm assuming Two Popes is second. Yeah. 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 
That is very high up. Now, that could just be recollection bias because I did watch it recently. <laughs> so, to be honest, this whole thing could just be uh, <laughs> based on that. Um, but yeah, The Two Popes comes in at number two, fittingly, I guess. I am um, so interested to see what you think about this film because it really is something special. I Obviously, like, it... it certain audiences might enjoy it more than others it's quite a uniquely tailored film there's a lot of kind of uh there's a lot of religious discussion in it it's obviously predominantly a a talking based film discussion based film it's you know it's not it's hardly an action it'd be weird if it were an action movie (laughs) but um but like those, those are sometimes like a first sequence is an action movie and it's great like story character driven with like films with amazing performances, really strong like acting, and you know um, that sort of charisma between those two or three or four that between the cast really sells. And you know, yeah. and we know like I'm a huge thing for for character stories over yeah. CGI in general. Um, so it's got it was if Hopkins and Pierce and who are great actors and we know that mm-hmm. deliver a performance that. I'm hoping that they do. I do need to watch it. Um, then I can see it being a fantastic film. Yeah, and it is. It's it's yeah. The two leads are really quite something. They're both Welsh as well, as I understand it. I think it's Price rather than Pierce. I yeah, probably yeah. Jonathan. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. But um, but no, they're they're both Welsh. Uh, but uh, Price he speaks a lot of Spanish in the movie, actually. And he learnt it for the movie. And just for some context, my Portuguese mother, who also grew up in Spain, said that his Spanish was actually really good, uh, which is quite impressive. (laughs) (laughs) And even Anthony Hopkins speaks Latin and Italian in it. And, um, but do you know what? The film is surprisingly fast paced, if you can believe it. It's, it's really well edited. I remember I was watching the beginning of it and certain scenes are just edited in a really satisfying way that they just kind of get on with it. And it could have taken a lot longer, certain bits of it, but it just, they just get on with it. And it's, but then, and, and the real meat is obviously in the discussions between them and a, the vast majority of the film, it's literally just discussion between the two of them but because they're such seasoned actors and, and so talented it's just a joy. It's just an absolute joy to watch. And, and, and the themes in it are really thought provoking. And it's just, ah, it's just so good. It's so good. I, I hope it doesn't get like massively snubbed at the Oscars. It probably will, but. Well, they, uh, I was reading, um, I think I sent you the link to that, yeah. uh, Oscar predictions and they reckon one of the, the price Pierce, whoever you want to call him, um, <laughs> could, could oh. be in for, for a nom. But was it cinema released? It was, yeah. Was it America? Do you know what, actually? There was a local cinema here that was showing it as well. Uh, so, yeah. But, uh, but, yeah, it didn't have, like, wide cinema release. But, it, yeah. No, it was, uh, yeah, enough to get nominated. Because it was nominated for Golden Globes, wasn't it? Yeah, I don't think it won anything, though. No, I, I don't think so. But, yeah. But then we come to number one, which I'm guessing you've got. Endgame. 
Yeah. Yes. It just has to. It just has to be. You just can't like look like I out out of the two of us, I definitely can be a bit more of a film ponce. Let's just be honest. <laughs> like I can just be a bit of a you know uh, hoity-toity you know film critic. Uh, who very sometimes perhaps listens a bit too much to what the critics are saying and doesn't pay attention to how I actually feel about a film. And if I feel obliged to like a film because it's gotten a 90 Metacritic, then I kind of <laughs> normally twist my opinion so that I make it good. Um, but 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 Endgame, it was just an enjoyable film in in so many ways it was just it was the culmination of something really special something that we're probably not going to see again for a very long time and and you knew the characters and you knew the places and you knew the artifacts and you 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 know I, i we've already discussed this i infinity war is a good movie you definitely liked it a lot more than i did but with infinity war my reason for my my hesitation with Infinity War was because I wanted to see how they rounded things off in the second film because I felt like that was really going to dictate how I felt about Infinity War. And I think when considered together, particularly if you imagine them as just one big long film, it just works. It works so well. And, and Endgame, it just... It was fan service, but in the right way. It wasn't fan service like the, like Rise of Skywalker, where it was just like, oh, and this, oh, and that. At the with detriment Endgame, to the story. Exactly. With Endgame, you had the story as well. And yes, you know, the time travel, they really, really were trying to discuss, like explain it like it was legitimate. And no, time travel just isn't a legitimate thing for multiple reasons. But like, I, I could get past that. I could brush that aside that because that wasn't the backbone of the plot. The backbone of the plot was the characters and yeah. what they were willing to sacrifice. And, and it also gave you everything you wanted. It set up. So there was a big battle at the end. You got the action, you got Captain America wielding Mjolnir, you know, you just, and, and, and there was that fan service element to it too, but it, but it, it was just pure entertainment. I just loved it. I absolutely loved it. And uh, and it just has to go to number one. It just it just demands that kind of respect. Um, also, just a side note. So Martin Scorsese, he he compares Marvel movies. You know, sorry to keep coming back to him. And I, I to be honest, he's done a wonderful thing for himself. This was probably just a media stunt to make sure that people watch The Irishman um, because his name is in the press now because of this comment. Yeah. Um, but he likened Marvel movies to theme parks. Right. I love theme parks. I love I love going on a roller coaster. I love a good adrenaline rush. So if that's the comparison he wants to make, then I don't care. I love a good theme park, right? Like you know what I mean? Like I don't I don't know that that's even that much of an insult, but um but obviously he said a lot of other things, but does he not enjoy theme? Is he just like a joyless? Like it has to be all about the suffering type thing? Like I don't know. Like I don't I I don't I don't know. I don't get the the almost inherent like hate that he has for um fun good <laughs> happiness <I> mean, no <laughs> fantasy films basically yeah. i bet i bet he I hates mean, the dark knight trilogy i bet you know i bet he's uh, that kind of person because what's what so ironic though uh, is that uh, again this uh, 
it's a difficult thing because Martin Scorsese, we've already discussed this, but he demands respect in in my in my book he demands respect because I have seen a good amount of his movies and he is a talented filmmaker and he he really does push boundaries and he does use characters and story to drive what he does and and that's very admirable. I also saw a recent one where he uh he's seen some clips of Joker but he's not gonna watch the whole thing. He just says, Ah, it's fine, I I don't wanna watch it. And and what Look, if you don't want to watch a film, then that's fine. What I struggle with is the fact that uh, who, who was the what's the name of the director for Joker? I can't. Todd Phillips. Todd Phillips was very open about the fact that the whole film was very Martin Scorsese um, influenced and inspired by, and 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 it it's it, it's very similar to the Taxi Driver and King of I think King of Comedy is Martin Scorsese. And so when you kind of like do that and you kind of express admiration for a director and say, look, I'm I, I love the way you make films and, and I'm using that as inspiration for this film. Mm-hmm. Not that Todd Phillips, you know, is now crying because Martin Scorsese hasn't watched it. Mm-hmm. But you think you'd be like, oh, like I heavily inspired this film. I'll, I'll check it out and let you know what I think. But he just strikes me as get, turning into a, a bit of a I don't know, like like yeah it's almost because it has a comic label attached to it it's yeah not worth his time. But, yeah, I, yeah i don't but, know yeah, I, it, yeah to me it's a bit like you, you you're just not able to appreciate art you know like cinema is a vast art form mm. you know if you if you know like to our fan base uh like we consider la la land to be a, a fantastic piece of cinema cinematic art mm. like just the filming and the staging of the yeah, film in, in itself it. in itself is just pure cinematic art it is artwork and you can compare that to avengers and that's still art it's just a different type of art within mm-hmm. the same kind of framework of a film so filmmakers i think should should have a, a much easier time accepting art in all its forms but for some reason like old filmmakers or very niche ones like Tarantino or Scorsese or people like that don't like these things because they don't consider them art. Like they are, it's just a different version of the art than you appreciate. Yeah, I just I would be interested to know if there are films which aren't you know as deep or profound that Martin Scorsese enjoys. I mean, I don't want to stand to like a personal attack. If someone just just wants to watch films that are meant to be you know profound and significant and whatnot then okay but I, I i don't know i just i feel like it's important to find joy in in other forms of entertainment i feel like even i and i i have you know a, a pretty big appetite for, for profundity and depth in films more than most people i i and i so i would happily watch you know have a Christopher Nolan marathon followed by a Martin Scorsese marathon followed by whatever and just do that for days and I would be fine with that but even then I just really feel like there is a place for your more kind of kind of sheer entertainment classic you know uh actiony films yeah so I don't know (laughs) but yeah but anyway so there you go. We've got we've both gotten that rant off our chest. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. So yeah, that's the, 
So you got three. Three. So I am the better friend, as you... we've now have established. And we weren't even <laughs> expecting that. That's the irony. No. I no, was... I... Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I, I was racking my brain all day thinking, like, oh, what even films? I, I did adjust it during your honourable and dishonourable mentions. So yeah, like, no, like, understandably, understandably. I had I did have Captain Marvel at 10 originally. Okay. okay. So I did but, move it. Yeah, but you wouldn't have gotten the king. So, no, I mean, yeah. That was, that was left field. Yeah. And I, 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 I rate you. That's, having four Netflix films is very interesting in a top 10. And it's showing the power that's coming out of that service. Yeah, I know. I, 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 I mean, I didn't even really think about the fact that these were these were Netflix films, but but they are, and there's four of them there. But they, yeah, it says something about the quality of of uh, projects that they're taking on. Mm. Um, and I guess we enter into a new era. Be very interested to see. Uh, we should. Well, I don't know if I know enough about it, but it would be interesting to try a podcast about streaming and. Uh, series versus films and, and where we think the whole industry is going because it's, the, things are definitely changing yeah um but uh so there you have it cameron is a better friend than <laughs> i am uh and we have quite different lists there's, there's we that. do i'm i'm kind of a little bit regretting my list now i'm not gonna lie because really i feel i feel my list is very um not uncultured but ah uh, but that's the thing it's about you know, enjoyment if you do want to change your list, though, I can send you the original top ten that I had for guest <laughs> and you can just change it to that. Uh, uh, uh. I, I think, I think, I think, after having started this podcast and everything, I think my twenty twenty list will be, will be a little bit different. Mm. But it's about you. It's a completely it subjective thing, yeah. and 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 I think that some people, and I've definitely fallen prey to this, but I've really tried to not do this with this list in particular. But but it's really easy to fall prey to you know, this is a critically acclaimed film, so I'm supposed to, you know, give it recognition, whereas that one isn't, so I shouldn't have it, you know, as one of my favourites. But that's just, that's not how film works. That's not, And I must confess, that did, I feel, play a part in my Star Wars list, and that list I regret, <laughs> because I feel like I, I, I should have been a lot more honest with myself in terms of my own personal enjoyment of the films, mm. uh, regardless of what people say about the prequels and regardless of what people say about A New Hope. And I should have I should have adjusted that one. So we're getting very getting very real at the end. Of this yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> reflection <laughs> on uh, yeah. reflection. Yeah. Right. But, well, I, I guess. Um, Tell us in in on Facebook or Instagram whose list you agree with more. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, we should do a poll for that. Oh yes. Dear. Let's oh do dear. it. That would be the true way. <laughs> <laughs> um, and um, I would also ask that if you are listening, do leave us a review. If you're listening on Apple, leave us a review on Apple. If you're listening on any of the format and that doesn't offer you the chance, go to Facebook and leave us a review on Facebook. We'd love to hear what you guys are actually thinking about the podcast. And... Um, even if it's not nice well that's feedback is valuable because if you have complaints about the podcast then we can take them on and you know change and learn and whatnot or we just talk about the subjectivity of art and say that that's your opinion but (laughs) (laughs) and then don't forget to tell us what you like about the podcast yes Um, Yes, so do 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 if you if you will please take some time to leave us a review um and let us know what you think Yeah. yeah and there you have it There you have it. There is Paul's list. Goodbye.
take care everyone see ya bye thanks for listening don't forget to check us out on facebook and instagram we'll see you next time